Good morning, and happy new year to everyone here. If you're, if you're visiting with us, welcome to New Hope. We're so glad that you're with us. If you're online, welcome to New Hope Online. It's good to have you. I hope that y'all had a wonderful celebration last night, whether you went to bed very early or you toughed it out and stayed up like our household. Um, either way, welcome to the new year, and we're so glad that you chose to start your year here at New Hope with us, worshiping the Lord. We don't have very many announcements today, but we do have family night at home tonight. So please enjoy this holiday with your family um, and do something special with them to start your year off right with the Lord. And Amy has an announcement for us. Good morning. So today is the last Sunday of the Acting's uh, Christmas card postal service. So please make sure you go by after the service today to collect all your Christmas cards. This is your last chance. The stacks are smaller, but there are a few out there still. Thank you. And one more thing. I don't know if you've noticed, but we are um, advancing in technology. And we have tablets set up around, and that is the new way that you can sign up for things. So youth and children families, we have a lot going on very soon. We have a kids' winter retreat here in a, couple, in a few weeks and a lock-in for the youth in a couple weeks. So please, if your youth or child is going to participate, please sign up on the tablets um, before you leave so we can get a good number. And let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Oh, Heavenly Father, how thankful we are for this new year that you have given us, this church that you have provided for us, this, the family that are within these walls, the music that we're about to listen to and sing to praise you, the words of Pastor Russ that you have given him, the family, the friends. The bounty is so much. The blessings are overwhelming. And even in the, the hardest moments, the joys that you have provided us shine out the brightest. I thank you so much that we have this community, this family, to worship in freedom, to openly worship and praise your name together. And I pray that our hearts are, are right, and they're true, and they're focused. And if they're not, Lord, if we came in this morning confused or lost or just in the, in the unknown, I just pray that you clarify all those thoughts, that you you shine your light so brightly that everything else fades away and that we can focus on what you're saying, God, and what your truths are, not the world, but what your scriptures, what you have taught us and that you will teach us. Oh, how we love you so much. You are our creator, our master, our savior, our Lord and our king. We are nothing without you. And let us Remember that every moment of worship and throughout our week, that we are nothing, but you have given us everything, which makes it miraculous and wonderful because of you. And it's in your name, Heavenly Father, that we pray. Amen. Thank you. 
Amen. Amen. And Happy New Year. Oh, y'all stayed up and watched the, the New Year come in, didn't you? Happy New Year. All right. <clears throat> Let me ask you, were there any New Year's resolutions made last night or today? Anybody? Nobody? Huh? Stop doing it. It wasn't, you couldn't hold them up, could you? You couldn't live up to them, could you? <clears throat> Did anybody plan to, you know, go to the gym? Or I, I, I'm really excited in Gaffney. They, they opened up the Planet Fitness there on Baker Boulevard, so I get to go by the gym every day. <laughs> but have we made a resolution to lose any weight or get into shape or any spiritual resolutions or anything like that? Oftentimes, they're useless, aren't they? They're, they're pointless because we don't follow through with them. We get bogged down and, and, and life happens and, and we, we don't hold up to, to our end of the deal. But today in your Sunday school classes, I put several different uh, read-through-the-Bible options in your Sunday school classes. Um, I put four different uh, uh, programs that you can choose to go through if you'd like to. Um, uh, this one reading chart here. It uh, goes through the book from Genesis through Revelation from start to end. It's uh, seven days a week. This one is uh, a chronological, 52-week uh, chronological Bible reading. It's uh, seven days a week as well. And it, it goes chronologically through the Bible, how, how everything actually happened. This one is a five-day Bible reading plan, which you go through the Bible in a year. This one, though, kind of jumps around from... Uh, from the Old Testament and New Testament, uh, some Psalms, so it kind of breaks it up. It's kind of the traditional way. And then I, I know a, a lot of times we, we start those reading plans and we get bogged down in Leviticus or, you know, Numbers, somewhere around there. But, and that's kind of that's why I kind of like the one that jumps around, okay? You, you get a little bit of everything. And then there's another one. If you've never tried to read through the Bible before and you think, man, that's a lot. You know, that's 66 different books to read. Not just, you know, it's one book, but it's really 66 different books there. And you start thinking about that. It can be intimidating, can't it? You know, and you get down into reading some of those words and all. And, and so if you want to take a jab at, at reading your Bible through the year, I want to offer you this one. If... Um, if you don't want to tackle the entire Bible, try the New Testament, okay? This is uh, five days a week, five minutes a day, okay? Um, five ways to dig deeper. And, and as just a good introduction to get started into reading your Bible, into staying in your Bible every day. Um, but these were in your classrooms, in your Sunday school classes this morning. There are also uh, copies of them out on the information table. So I want to encourage you to, to look through there. There's options online, of course. I just want to try to make these available to you. But uh, these are some great resources. Uh, find one that you think you might like and take a stab at it, okay? You will be blessed if you stay in God's Word, amen? God will bless you. He sure will. And uh, what, what a great way to, 
to begin the new year and to, to make that resolution, to make that not a resolution but a promise to God that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in your word. I'm going to commit myself to your word this year. And I'm going to be in it. I'm going to be plugged into it. Um, that'll make for a great year. It'll make uh, this year a whole lot better. It's a whole lot better with God than without God, I promise you. Amen. And praise God for that. But anyway, I want to say Happy New Year. And for me, so far, it's been the best year ever. I'm going to tell you what. I woke up early. Got You know, I feel good today. I didn't get sick this morning. The only bad thing about that, there's only one way to go when you start at the top, ain't it? But hey, we're going to ride this wave as long as we can. And, and, and it's going to be a good year. Whatever comes our way, it's going to be a good year. Especially if we're riding that way with the Lord. Amen? So, uh, hopefully the rest of this year will, will be good and go good. And <clears throat> You know, because I know some of you, for, for 2022, was, was, it was a pretty good year. Uh, for some of you, it was a great year. Had a lot of things happen, a lot of good things. But for others, you're glad to see it go. For, for others of you, it was a hard year. It was a, a difficult year in, in a lot of different ways, and you're ready. You were certainly glad at midnight last night to see 2022 slip into the past, um, and you never want to see it again. But today starts a new day. Today starts a new year, okay? It can all start over. 2023 is filled with promise, isn't it? Okay, it's 364 more days left, okay, filled with promise. There are going to be good times. There are going to be good times. There's going to be some not-so-good times as well. There's going to be health, and there's going to be seasons of sickness. There will be times of celebration and times of rejoicing. There will be times of sadness and grief and uncertainty as well. But hopefully there will be more of the good than the not-so-good in this coming year. But as today being New Year's Day, can we take time today and, and maybe the, the next day or so surrounding today and, and, and reflect on the past, reflect on what happened last year, and then look forward to what's coming in 2023? Let me ask you, are you excited about what God is going to do through you this year? Maybe, maybe, maybe kind of exciting, maybe kind of nervous if we really, let me ask you this, are we, are we willing to open up and let God use us the way He wants to this year? Because you see, when we, when we really open our hearts up and say, God, have at it, have your way and your will with my life, that can be kind of nerve-wracking, I, I understand. But it also, man, it can pay great dividends to know that you're living in, in, and working in God's will. And so in the next couple of days, I want you to take time to, to reflect on the past and look forward to the, to the future. On the slide here, you see a picture, an image of, of uh, a Roman mytho uh, mythological god, Janus. And uh, he's a two-faced god that protects and guards the doors and the gateways. Um, one, you, see, you, see, you notice one face is looking to the past. The other one is, is looking into the future. The one looking into the future, I, I noticed uh, after I 
set this in that key and that you know we often say here's the keys to the future and that's kind of what he's saying right here here's the key to the future he's a symbol of the beginnings and the and the endings and the you think about the Roman calendar when it was first put together it was a complicated calendar it was hard to follow it had 12 months like ours does but it only had 10 months that were named. And the other two months were the winter months, and they were, they were termed as the dead months, so to speak. And it was during those months that the government and the military were down. They didn't, they didn't do anything. They were, they were dead during that time. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good idea for today's world, wouldn't it, if the government would shut down for, for a, a few months. Um, but anyway, so only the months from March to December were named, and eventually January and February were, were added to the calendar. We get the name January from this Roman god, Janus. And, and so thinking about that being in January, looking back and looking forward. As Christians, though, we don't believe in the mythological gods of, of Rome. We believe in the one true God. Amen. <clears throat> the one who created time, the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who holds our future in his hands. It's, it's the same God who guards our, our lives and protects our future. For us, New Year's can be a, a time when we, uh, again, reflect on last year. We can take time to remember the blessings. Even in those who had a hard time last year, take time to reflect on the, on the blessings and the provisions and the goodness of God because they were there. We can take account of some of the many ways that, that God provided for us throughout last year. Let me ask you, what, what did you go through last year? What difficulties did you face or what difficulties... Did you have to overcome what life events, good or not so good, that, that changed the course of your life? Maybe it was a marriage. Maybe it was a death of a relative. Or maybe it was a career move. Maybe a sickness that came upon you. Or, or maybe you had surgery that altered the way you're having to live. Maybe it was the birth of a child or a uh, a situation with your children or with your, or with your parents. But in each case, can you see how God walked with you through those changes, through those difficult times in life? Can you look back and see, you know, it's, it's so easy to look back and see when God was there. It's a lot more difficult sometimes when you're in the midst of it all to see God's handiwork. But now that the year is over, can you look back and, and see the, in each situation, can you see the provisions of the Lord in your life? You see, when we're reminded of, of God's faithfulness in the past, it, it makes us easier to, to trust Him in the future and the, with the uncertainties of life. Because there's certainly going to be uncertainty in our future. No one knows what this next year has in store. Nobody knows what 2023 has in store for us. We don't know if it's going to be an uneventful year. We're just going to coast through the year. 
Or is it going to be filled with excitement and change and good change and not so good change? Will it be a year of joy and celebration or will it be a joy of so- uh, 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 a year of sorrow and sadness? Will it be a year of financial blessing or financial struggles? Will it be a year of sickness or a year of health? Folks, regardless of what this year has for us, regardless of what comes our way in the future, we can be encouraged by God's faithfulness to us in the past. And we can know that, that His presence will be with us in the days ahead. You see, we can look back and say, wow, God was there. God helped me. God walked with me through those times. And because He was there, His faithfulness endures forever. He will be there with us in this coming year. He will be with us in the uncertainties of the coming year. We find in Joshua chapter 3, if you want to turn to the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 3, we find that the Israelites were, were entering a new time period in their life. It wasn't necessarily a new year, but it was a, a new season in their life. They had been, they had been uh, following Moses through the desert for 40 years now. And now they were about to cross over into the promised land. Moses had taken them right up to the brink of the, of the promised land, but he had died and now Joshua was charged with taking them into the land that was promised to them. So think about this. They had been wandering in the, in the desert for 40 years, and, and so some of the adults that were, crossing, that were about to cross the Jordan River were just children when they crossed or when they left Egypt and they crossed the Red Sea. Some remembered, I'm sure, the waves crashing down on the Egyptian army. But again, they had been in the wilderness for 40 years, so there were adults there that that don't remember that. All they knew, all they have known at that point was life in the desert. They had grown up hearing about God parting the waters, but now they were about to see it firsthand. They were about to witness God's mighty work firsthand. Can you imagine the excitement that they were about to have? Can you imagine the, 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 the feeling of anticipation that they were going through? And this was going to be a story that, about God's mighty work that they were going to pass on down to their children and their grandchildren. You know, I often tell people we... Uh, of our parents and grandparents. Sometimes I think, man, I wish I had written down that story Daddy told me. I wish I could remember the way Granddaddy used to tell this story or what happened. And you see, so many stories we take to the grave with us. So many stories that we don't share, that we don't pass on, that aren't recorded. Are there times in your life where you look back and you saw God working in your life, but you held it to yourself, or did you make it public so that your kids and grandkids can see the evidence of God's work in your life, how your faith is being played out? You see, here for the Israelites, they were getting ready to experience a story that they were going to pass on down to their kids and their grandkids, and even down to the people in Earl, North Carolina in 2023. In Joshua chapter 3. 
Joshua chapter 3. It says, Early in the morning Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before the cro- and they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officer went through the camp, giving orders to the people. When you, go, <clears throat> when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are Levites carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance, from, uh, but keep a distance of about a thousand yards between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. <coughs> Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. And Joshua said to the priests, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. And so they took it up and went ahead of, the, uh, ahead of them. And the Lord said to, to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of Israel, so that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priest who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the water. And Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that He will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. See the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then, choose twelve men from among the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priests who carry the Ark of the Lord and the, the, the Lord of all the earth set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. <laughs> That's good right there, isn't it? So when the people broke camp and crossed the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant, went ahead of them. And now the Jordan is at flood stage, all during the harvest. Yet as soon as the priest who carried the Ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in, in the vicinity of Zarethan. When the water flow, while the water was flowing down, to the Sea of Araba, the Salt Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over the opposite Jericho. The priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground, stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan while all Israel passed until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. Praise God this morning. Can you imagine the excitement that they were having. Again, seeing the priest going up and the water, said it was at flood stage, so it was rushing by. But yet the moment the priest stepped in the water, it cut off. The water stopped flowing. And it didn't say they walked across on the, on the muddy ground, did it? On the mushy riverbed, did it? It said they walked across on what? Dry ground. That's our God. That's the God that we serve, the one who stops the water, the one who dries the ground and allows a whole nation to go through on dry ground. To see the walls of the water being held back by the hand of God, that was a story that they were going to pass on. But folks, I wonder if also they didn't have some trepidation in their hearts 
as well. They were embarking on something new. They were, they were about to go into a land that they had never been to. They were about to face some mighty armies. There was cause for concern. You see, once they, once they crossed over that river, they were then in uncharted waters. They'd never been there. They didn't know what they would face. They didn't know what was coming their way. They didn't know how, how life was going to be on the other side. It might have been a little bit scary for them. It might have been a little time of uncertainty for them. We've all been there too, haven't we? These last several years with everything going on in, in our world have been challenging once for everybody with the pandemic and the, the school issues and jobs and the labor force and supply chain and crime and the economy, all just to name some of it that we've had to face, that we've had to adapt to. <coughs> it's been uncharted waters for us in a lot of different ways as well. What will 2023 hold for us? Maybe there's something going on in your life right now. Maybe there's something going on in your life right now that you're keeping to yourself because you're not sure what you can do. You're not sure how to respond. You're not sure who you can talk to. You're not sure who you can trust. You know, God didn't say that those who who trust in Him would never be sick. He never said that we would not hurt or be scared or, or face the uncertainties of life. But He did promise to be with us through everything we face, through everything that went on in our life, both the good and the not so good. Through the easy times and the hard times, He promises to be there with us. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Wherever you go, He'll be with you. In Matthew 28, verse 20, at the, the end of the, the Great Commission, And surely I am with you always. Always means always, always. <laughs> to the very end of the age. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You see, whenever we're reminded about the hard things that we've lived through, the difficulties that we've come through, the the situations that God has brought us through, it's important for us to ask ourselves, where did I see God in that? Where did I see God take care of me and my family during that time? Where was God at work? Because you see, when we see God's handiwork in our lives, it makes it easier for us to trust Him to take care of us in the future, in the next time difficulties comes our way. In Joshua chapter 4, after they, you know, the, they, God held back the waters and the nation crossed over, He, he, he tells us in, in Joshua chapter 4, 
verses 1 through 3, it says, When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you and put them down at a place where you would stay the night. And so he tells them to go on and use those twelve stones to, to erect a memorial. They did that and it says it will last forever. This memorial wasn't just for them to remember them crossing the Jordan, but to remember that everything God had done for them in the past. He delivered them out of Egypt and through the desert and, and all of that. He's saying, remember what God's done. Remember how God had protected you and, and cared for you during the, during the wandering in the desert. Remember all of that. And, and when you remember that and are reminded of that, you can take that and encourage yourself that God will be with you in the future. You may have set up different memorial type things in your, in your life before. May, you know, we bring souvenirs home, don't we, from vacations that we've been to and, and places that we've been. We've got uh, the Christmas tree ornaments, you know, that, that recognize our, our child's first birth, our, you know, the first Christmas, I mean, and, you know, just different stuff. The, the year we got married, you know, all kind of different stuff. Uh, this is a little basket from, from Venezuela when I went to Venezuela to, to, to remind me of the Indian chief that I met there that, that I worked with for a week. We were about the same age and I knew I would probably never come back to that part of Venezuela down in the Amazon. And I remember him giving me a, a little wicker basket and he said, I may never see you again on earth but I'll see you again one day in heaven. Praise God. And every time I look at that basket that his wife wove together for me, I'm reminded that one day I'm going to see the chief of that village in heaven. So God's telling the Israelites here, put up a memorial and every time you look at it, every time you see it, go back and, be, and, and revisit it and remember what God has done for you. <clears throat> we, take, <clears throat> we take our Lord's Supper and we do our baptism to remember that, that God saved us. The baptism doesn't save, save us, but we're reminded of what God did within us. We do the Lord's table, we take the Lord's Supper to remember what God did for us, what Jesus did for us on the cross. Our eternal salvation is, is important to God. That's why He sent His Son to die for us. He was our substitute on that cross. He paid the price. He died the death that we should have died on the cross so that we could have everlasting life. You see, our everyday life is important to God. He wants us to bring those cares and concerns, those burdens on our heart to us every, every day. And when we intentionally look for God's love and protection in our everyday lives, it's easier to, uh, to, to look what God has, 
Look what God's doing for me today. Look how God is in my life today. Look how God is working within my life today. The uncharted waters of 2023 may be exciting. It might be a little frightening to think about too. But the lesson God taught the people in Israel there in Joshua chapter 3 and, and, and Joshua chapter 4 is a lesson we can, we can remember today too. That we can trust God's faithfulness and His love for us whatever challenges we may face this year. God is there. God is with us and walking with us through these times. And here's what I want you to do. You might want to take a piece of paper and, and write this down. But I want you to reflect on, on three huge life events in your life. however far back you want to go, and answer the question, how did God walk with me through that? How did God walk with me through that? That's looking back over your years, over your lifetime. I want you to do the same for last year. Think of God's goodness in your life over the last year. What were some of the major events in your life last year? And how was God there? How did He work out in your life? You see, we're to remain faithful to God. Regardless of what comes our way, yes, it may be difficult, seem difficult at times. But folks, God will be faithful to you. And He calls us to be faithful to Him. We're to keep growing in our faith and, and keep growing in the grace of God until He returns. These reading plans are a great way to do that. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 14, and then 17 and 18 says, so, so then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with Him. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. <clears throat> but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forevermore. Amen. When Jesus returns, He's going to find everyone in, in one of two ways. Either we're going to be found spotless and blameless, and that is being covered by the blood of Jesus, or we are going to be spotted and blemished where we've not received Christ and we're living in the world. How will you be found? Through all your spiritual life, God has been there for you. And let me assure you that God's faithfulness endures forever. 
He will be with you in this coming year. You can take heart in that. You can be encouraged in that. And whatever journey this life takes you on, He will be there with you. And again, in verse 18, it says, it encourages us to keep on growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Continue growing. Continue growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord. So remain faithful to Him. And as you journey through the uncharted charted waters of 2023, live each day for the Lord and live each day as if the Lord may return that day. Because He might just come back one of those days. Let's pray together. Lord, your time of return is quickly approaching. Help us, Lord, to be ready every day for if it is that appointed day for us to meet you. And Father, help us to look back in order to prepare going forward. Help us to look back to see how you have been with us, how you have been faithful to us, how you have carried us through some of the most harsh and difficult times in our life. And yet also how you've run and jumped and joyed and celebrated with us in the good times. And God, we can take and remember that and place it into our hearts as we go forward and face whatever uncertainties come our way this coming year. For God, we want to be faithful to you each and every day. Help us, Lord, to, to, to grow in the grace and the knowledge and the wisdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, mold us and make us into the people you want us to be. For Lord, we know that in that one day, when we do meet you face to face, it will indeed be a glorious day. And God, we look forward to that. And Father, today, prepare our hearts for that day. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.